0: And welcome to From the Hawk's Nest, I'm your host Matt Bergman, and today my guest is Mike LB. Mike is a 1986 graduate of Quincy College, and he's been the president of John Wood Community College for eight years, with plans to retire this year on December 31st. He was named president in 2014 after working for the college in various positions over the years, including coaching and teaching and in administration. And over the course of his 26 years of professional experiences at four four four-year colleges, and on two occasions at John Wood, he served as director of student life and athletics, which also entailed many responsibilities. Mike also worked in administrative and faculty roles at the University of Dubuque in Iowa, the University of North Carolina in Wilmington, and at St. Andrews Presbyterian College in North Carolina. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Mike about his career path, his areas of service, and his accomplishments, and we'll even get into what he's looking forward to doing after he retires. Mike, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Matt. It's an honor, privilege to be with you and share some of my experiences throughout my life and very foundational start with uh, my time at Quincy College in the 80s so a lot of great memories and and uh, looking forward to having this conversation
0: well let's go back let's go back there let's go back to the 80s and and you grew up in uh in the area and you've had connections with QU but what made you choose to attend Quincy College
1: well, Matt, growing up, I was an athlete. So, you know, I was a four-sport athlete from Camp Point Central, just about 25 miles east of Quincy. And, you know, Coach Hanks was the basketball coach, and I really wanted to pursue a career in education, um, and I wanted to be a coach, and that was my real goal. But I was able to use basketball and something that I love to do to pursue an education at Quincy University but also to play for really a Hall of Fame and legendary basketball coach that won over 700 games. Matter of fact, uh, I made the two free throws on his 700th victory uh, at, during the Mart Hininden tournament. So awesome. I, There's a lot of yeah, a lot of great memories, but you know, it, Quincy University always has had great tradition for their academic quality and integrity but also for the quality of their, their co-curricular and athletic programs. And I was just very fortunate to play on great teams. We went to the national tournament twice. Um, we won 20-plus games three of my four years there. And it was just, it was really a, a dream to be able to play college basketball and to, to play in that environment for four years.
0: What, what made you decide to pursue a degree in education?
1: Well, my parents were both educators. My dad, I was a coach's son, so I was raised, you know, in that environment. My mom was a speech pathologist at the at the school, and my dad was a science teacher and, and a basketball and baseball coach. And I I think seeing the the lives that they touched and just the opportunity to, because I mean, let's face it, education is the single best self help program that exists for people who want to lift their lives up. And, you know, I've always thought of that as, you know, just the meaning of why you educate is you're helping people improve their lives. And um, throughout the years, I have used coaching the same way as I've used education because you're teaching the same. You're teaching lifetime skills and lifetime foundational skills to young people that they're going to use the rest of their lives. And you use the sport or you use education to do that.
0: You know, you spent time, as we mentioned, working in higher ed in North Carolina and in Iowa before choosing to come back home to Quincy. Tell us about those experiences outside of this area.
1: Well, for a young guy, I mean, you have to understand, I was, um, I was, I had the opportunity. So I have to tell you this. I graduated in 86. I played for Cheryl Hanks. His son, Mike Hanks, was a head coach at the University of South Alabama. So I go to South Alabama. I'm the graduate assistant basketball coach there. And the student assistant basketball coach was your very own Steve Hawkins. <laughs> so I met Steve Hawkins during the 86, 87 um, school year at South Alabama. And we became friends and we coached together with uh, the, the Jaguars. And Mike Hanks, which is the son of Cheryl Hanks, was the head coach. Wow! But just great experiences <laughs> And then, you know, I got a job at St. Andrews Presbyterian the year after that. And Mark Simons, which he went on to be the head coach at Elon College or Elon University out in North Carolina, which is a division one. He was married to the Duke head women's coach for a period of time. But, you know, it was just such a great experience for somebody that was 24, 25. And when I became 26, I went to the University of North Carolina Wilmington. And we played in the Colonial Conference, so David Robinson was a senior my first year, um, you know, that had a long career with the San Antonio Spurs, but the Colonial Conference is like William & Mary, so Williamsburg, Virginia, and you know, we we were able to travel um, Richmond in Richmond, Virginia. James Madison, East Carolina. So, I mean, the, the Colonial Conference is such a unique conference. And I was able at 26, 27, 28 years old to travel and go on those, you know, onto those campuses and, and great basketball level, mid-major level. But another interesting fact is when I left to go from St. Andrews College to UNC Wilmington, the gentleman that got my job when I left was Steve Hawkins. So Steve had graduated from South Alabama, and I got to know Mark Simons, and I said, Mark, you know, Steve, he's a great guy. He knows the game, a lot of great contacts. And so Steve then went to St. Andrews College, and then we both end up in Quincy, me at John Wood, him at Quincy University. So we it's sort of been interesting, the tale of, of following and ending up in similar places. But, wow. Anyway, those experiences were just great. My father in 1990 became very ill, and that's when I came home. and, and um, John Wood was starting a program, and I was lucky enough to become the first athletic director and, and uh, basketball coach in the history of the college. So I was here for those developmental stages, and we were far different. We had no facilities. We had really no mascot at the time. It was start from square one, but you know, those other experiences. And I will say, Matt, my time at Quincy College, you know, just the people I met and this Quincy community, Quincy College, Quincy University is so important to this community. And, and, um, you know, I I think the value of what it does for young people, the quality of education, and I just think this community is a great place for people to grow and develop. And I'm glad that I was able to come back where I call home and really raise my family and be a part of it.
0: In your time with a higher education, have you ever thought about doing something different?
1: (laughs) Well, uh, you mean outside of education? Yeah, yeah. You know, there have been some opportunities presented in business over the years. And, you know, although I've taken time and looked at it and evaluated it, I've just seen myself as a lifetime educator. And, you know, I've been entrepreneurial in my life. I do have, you know, investment properties that I uh, have explored the last 20 years and continue to be in. But I I think the real root of what I wanted to do and that servant leadership philosophy that I think I've tried to have throughout my life focused on education. And I think this was just a fit for me and it was a good home for me.
0: Well, you know, you you hit on with the with service. I know that um, you and I have served on some boards together, and I know you've been uh, president of, of many different boards and organizations in this area. Um, why is that important to you?
1: Well, one is I think you've got to give back to the community that has given to you, and so it, it's one of those things that how, how do, and I would encourage any young person or any person listening to this, that you you need to get engaged in your community. And I think that engagement, and it can be a, a variety of different things. It can be, you know, at a college, it can be a church, it can be a community organization. I chose to get involved in the community organizations with United Way because I really believe in the mission that they serve. With Greta, Great River Economic Development Foundation, and with the chamber, I think it was about trying to create partnerships and really try to serve at a level that could maybe make a little bit more infrastructural impact on our community because of the work that they do is so important. Um, But I think all that board work is is really important and you have to understand those people that are on those boards and we serve together, Matt, at the United Way, those are volunteer positions. So I've been very fortunate to have a board of trustees that support my community involvement because it does take time. It takes time away from evening activities and sometimes daytime activities. But the bottom line is I do think it's very important that people serve the community in which they reside and live in.
0: Well, let's take a brief break right here. And when we come back, we'll get some more insight from Mike about his time at John Wood Community College and his plans for the future. Stay with us. You're listening to From the Hawk's Nest.
1: Qu Hawk fans never have to miss a game. Visit quhawks.com and click on the Media tab to find the GLVC Sports Network. It's available on both your desktop and mobile tablet devices, as well as four over-the-top platforms, including Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Android TV, and Apple TV. All live and on-demand archived video is available free of charge. For game schedules and the latest news, visit quhawks.com and follow Quincy University Hawks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
0: And welcome back to From the Hawks Nest. I'm your host, Matt Bergman. And today my guest is 1986 QU graduate Mike Elby and current president of John Wood Community College. And Mike, your work at John Wood shows commitment and tell us about some of your fondest memories and maybe some of your favorite accomplishments.
1: Well, gosh, Matt, that's really, you know, you have to understand I started here in September of 1990 and now we're 2022, so it spans over 32 years, and I think early in my career, um, you know, the college was in its really developmental stages. We This college has transformed over the last 30 years, and and we had a lot that we had to prove to people that, you know, we were a viable, relevant uh, educational institution. And I think we've proved that over the years. But I think part of my work early was I didn't think, you know, I was the first basketball coach and athletic director to ever be at the college. So, I mean, they'd never had it. They didn't have any athletic facilities. So it was very ground floor. So as I look back on my 30-year career here, it's so rewarding to see the work that, we did 30 years ago transform into what we have today. And I'm very proud of our co-curricular and athletic programs um, because of their success. But I think at first, you know, people, and, and I've always been motivated by people that say you can't do something. And that's the worst thing somebody could probably tell me is that you can't do that because I'll Find a way to, to, to do it, and and I think people said, you know, you're not going to be successful with an athletic program at John Wood. You're not going to be successful as a basketball coach there. And I was driven to be successful. So that first year, and I want to tell this five year story because then that's when I left for Dubuque. I was here five years as a basketball coach. We were ten and eighteen the first year. The second year we were fourteen and seventeen. The third year, we were 25 and 11, and we went to the national tournament and played seventh. My fourth year, we were 32 and four, and we happened to go on a 22 game win streak that year, and we ended up fifth in the nation. And then my fifth year, we were 24 and seven. And then I took the job at the University of Dubuque as a head basketball coach and, and went to Dubuque, Iowa for five years. But the the reality of being able to start it from scratch and have people say you weren't successful to having a line outside the CYO gymnasium to get into (laughs) games my third and fourth years was um, something looking back that was very rewarding. And I mean, it's always rewarding to see, you know, the success of your student athletes to come and get a degree students that graduated high school that could, you know, get their really Basic studies out of the way, and then go on to a four-year college or university to to be very successful, and to see their success today. I actually, had a call from one today. That's a fire chief in Hannibal, Ryan Nice, and, and they called me about help with something. And he played on those two teams that went to the national tournament. And um, so, you know, I, I think that as I look back, it, it's it's the multiple. Students and and athletes that you've seen have used the program and the college to move on to bigger and better things and be successful citizens in the society is, is so rewarding. And that's why people choose to go into education and coaching. But as I look back, that was one of my rewarding to prove that we could have success here at the college. And it was something that I had to prove for myself and the other thing i'll tell you matt when you think about it i came back from the university of dubuque in 2002 and i really made a decision that i was going to pursue administration well at that same time there's a lot of people that said you can't go from being a basketball coach and an athletic director to becoming a community college president you know you just that just doesn't happen and it doesn't happen normally um but i had a desire to to get a higher education. So I went back to school and and got my EDS. And I pursued administration. And like you said, eight years ago, um, I became the president of the college. And I've served in this role. And we've had a lot of successes in the last uh, eight years. But it's really attributed to our faculty and staff and the people that do the work every day. And Sometimes I take care of the big, big picture things of the college, but in the end, we're only as good as the people that are doing the workforce every day. And we're fortunate to have good faculty delivering quality instruction in the classrooms and, and great staff, giving that support staff, those support services to our students.
0: What about challenges? I'm sure you've had a few over um, your career. Uh, Anything stand out?
1: You know, I don't, I mean, guys, there's always challenges. You know, you're always, you know, proving yourself and proving, but, you know, I I guess I've always looked at the greater the challenge, the greater the opportunity. And I think that's what makes me driven to want to get up every day is, you know, the pursuit of overcoming the challenges that are in front of you. I'd say as president, I've had two major challenges, you know, within the last eight years. The first uh, was in 2014 and 2015. Um, was budget impasse year one and budget impasse two. And that the budget impasse year one, we we um, went to about 3% state-funded, and we had to reduce our budgets by about $2.1 million, and that was after the fiscal year started. And, you know, that's a challenge. Yeah. And so being able to do that um, without trying to, you know, impact – really the, the function of the college significantly is a challenge and you're going to impact the college you know so you can't do it without getting into positions and in some programs but the bottom line is you, you have to be somewhat strategic and it's not a popular process to, to go through and somebody's got to make those final decisions and you know that was me so that was a challenge you know and that was in my first two years as president. And then I would say the last two years, COVID has given us all great challenges. Absolutely. Um, You know, something that Quincy University and John Wood or any college has ever been through is a global pandemic. And and so I guess in my lifetime, that is. And so, you know, to be able to lead through that. And, you know, I will say that in the end, I think it made us all stronger. Um, I think we had to look at doing things differently. I think we had to be very creative. But we had to have buy-in from our faculty and buy-in from our staff to be take a step back and say, hey, how can we do this differently, but still serve our number one goal? And that's our students. And I, and I think Quincy University learned a lot. I think our college learned a lot. And I think in the end, on the backside of that, we're better and we're stronger for what we had to do in the struggle of dealing with it.
0: Absolutely. Well, let's reflect on your early days at QU all the way to today. What are some ways that maybe your experience at QU prepared you and motivated you to continue your life of education and service?
1: Well, you know, I would say that some of the faculty that we, and and I would say coaches too, but, you know, the faculty members that you got to know in the classroom, you know, Ann Bergman really comes to mind and Charlene Peter, John Ortworth, um, Frank Longo, Roger Francor. I mean, you know, there's five yeah. people that were faculty that were just, you know, rock solid people, but, you know, great educators. And, you know, I, I learned so much from those people that, you know, you get to take a piece of of what they taught you or even a piece of them with you as you develop and grow as a, as a person and as a professional. But, you know, I I would say, you know, those individuals played key roles in my continued development of being a, an educator, um, and the love of trying to be an educator. And, and then I would say my experiences outside of the classroom, um, you know, being a part of the basketball team, and you know the experiences with Coach Hanks, and and um, you know the travels, and and just you know learning the game, working to get better, the pursuit of just trying to reach excellence, and you know the expectations were were big, and the support of that program was, were, was huge at that time. You're talking about you know the during the seventies and eighties were really strong traditional years of basketball in this whole area And Mm -hmm. Quincy college, Quincy university was a big part of that. And the success of that program was largely, you know, part of coach Hanks's legacy there. So, you know, just all those experiences. And I think we all try to use our life experiences to try to learn and grow and develop. And, you know, there's struggles along the way, but I think sometimes people look at struggle as a negative thing. And I sort of see struggle as a way and an opportunity to grow. And I, and I think, you know, there's healthy struggles and there's unhealthy struggles. But those healthy struggles are when people have the greatest opportunity to grow the most in their life. And, you know, I think each of those individuals that I named were challenged you to try to get outside of your comfort zone enough so that you could grow as a human being. And, you know, I think those opportunities, sometimes we, we don't nudge people out of their comfort zones enough to allow them to grow to their full potential. And I just think, you know, they were, they were, Coach Hanks was a great at challenging players, you know, mm-hmm. and even the faculty that I mentioned, they, they were good at challenging. John Ortworth was, was really good about challenging his students, you know, in the classroom. And I think you know those challenges and opportunities to overcome those challenges help people to, to grow as a person and as a professional.
0: Well, I'm gonna guess that the countdown is on for <laughs> reti- for retirement. What what are those? What are your plans after the end of the year?
1: Well, I'm I there's no counting going on. We've got a lot of things <laughs> that that we have going on. We just dedicated a new facility, and then two weeks later had a groundbreaking and. Yes. We've got our Higher Learning Commission 10 year accreditation oh, wow. coming up in October. <laughs> so <laughs> You're going to go out with the bank. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, my wife and I, we want to travel. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that, you know, we could at least transition early enough to enjoy some time to, to travel. So in January, we're headed south for at least a month. I've got plans for at least the first month down south. <laughs> awesome. and, and then we have a lake house at Mark Twain Lake with seven acres that has a house and we uh, spend a lot of time over there and there's a lot of things that I want to do in that development. And so, and then we have a condo in Quincy, so I'm not going anywhere, but I am going to travel. I'm going to hunt more, fish more, golf more, uh, spend more time at the lake and I'm going to do more traveling. And uh, I'm trying not to make any commitments for at least nine months after I retire, because I have had a couple of opportunities. I'm like, I don't want to make any yeah. commitments. I, I don't, I'm trying to get out of not take on more. So but,
0: you're not going to be the next Phil Conover.
1: Uh, you know, I'm not <laughs> planning to, to be, uh, and I tell you, Phil Conover, he's in my office yesterday. He's such a great person. He and, is. You know, he was, president for a number of years. But I have to say he he has had interim positions throughout our community, (laughs) Quincy University, Chamber of Commerce, Greta, but also John Wood Community College. And he had had three interim positions in the president before me, Dr. John Letts, gave him an honorary degree in interimology. (laughs) So Uh, Bill Conover has an honorary degree from John Wood in interim college for all his interim assignments.
0: Yes. uh, Well, there's, there's something to strive for there for you.
1: Oh yeah. He's a great (laughs) man. He's a great man.
0: Well, Mike, thank you so much for being our guest today and uh, best wishes for uh, your future um, endeavors after you retire.
1: Thanks Matt. And I just appreciate sharing about my story and the impact that Quincy University has had on my life personally and professionally. It's always a good day to be a Hawk.
0: That's right. Be sure to tune in next time as we have another episode of From the Hawk's Nest, where we listen to alumni, faculty, staff, students, and Franciscan friars and hear about their QU journey. I'm Matt Bergman, and as Mike just said, it's always a great day to be a Hawk.